0: This podcast was produced by FM Dunedin, with support from New Zealand On The
1: Air. Well, let's listen local in a different way. We have a new album out by Ōtūpōti band Space Bats Attack, and joining us on the line now to talk a little bit about that project is one of the band's members, Richard Lee Hamilton. Moorena, good to have you with us, Richard.
0: More Jeff. Thanks for having me.
1: Last time we spoke with you on the Awesome Morning Show, it was about another release from another project, Astarangu, and we also talked about males as well. You're getting across a few things. In fact, that's the nature of space attack, isn't it, that you're very much comprised of musicians that are busy across uh, other spheres.
0: Exactly, yeah. It started with Lee and Josh um, back in 2011. It was kind of a side project for both of the bands that they were doing at the time. And then uh, me and Zach have joined um, as kind of side projects as ourselves. So it's kind of been a passion project on the side, but it's actually outlasted a lot of our, (laughs) our main projects. So yeah, yeah, definitely so.
1: One has to assume that when um you get together and try out something like this, it's because you're wanting to test the waters in an area that perhaps you're not exploring with your other projects so when you when you got together or um i mean it's very much a jam based band I guess, but when you're in that room together what what do you think you're exploring there that you're not doing elsewhere?
0: Sure. I, there, there, there is a sense of no rules, um, uh, and uh, we can be as expansive and as indulgent, I guess, as far as um, how long the songs are and um, how either repetitive or how, um, I would say, um, intense some of the songs are. I think some of the songs may be seven minutes long. Um, at some points, it doesn't really let up the momentum of, this, of the song. So uh, it really is just a matter of uh, seeing where the creative energy flows and uh, which is which is great. You don't have to really think about the um, well the lyrical narrative of the song because it's all instrumental. Uh, but also, you can just see where it takes uh, where it takes us. And because there's four of us, um, there's four different kind of pools of creativity. And um, where we start a song is very different to where we hear the song mm. most, in most occasions.
1: Yeah, you mentioned it being an instrumental-based band. Um... Yeah, from your perspective, uh, from someone who has contributed a lot in terms of the singing and lyrics for other projects, um, how does it feel to be able to step back and just focus on the music?
0: Oh, it's liberating. I really enjoy it as well. Um, and there's a sense that um, although you're not using um, lyrics, there's still a narrative you can bring to the music through um, the progressions of the songs as well, because a lot of them are through, compu- through composed, so they, they really just change. They don't really come back and revisit anything, So in a sense, there's some sense of narrative being um, being shown there but, uh, without lyrics. So it is a chance for you just to enjoy your instrument and kind of disappear inside that, and also just focus on um, uh, playing with each other. We're often facing each other when we play rather than um, addressing the crowd directly. So, um, yeah, I, I, I do find it liberating. I think the rest of the band, um, particularly those that have um, been involved with lyricism as well, um, find it equally liberating.
1: It's a band that's been... Um here and gone uh, a bit hasn't it it it, it surfaces from time to time it has its origins as far back as 2011 Um, but one would have to say that we haven't seen too much of Spates Bats Attack in recent times I can recall um, the one and only time I've seen the band actually was when you played with the Bats um, and Namara Hall in Northeast Valley that was a good number of years ago I thought what an incredible band where am I going to see them and the kind of kind of disappeared a wee bit for a while. So yeah. what, what's the philosophy there? Well,
0: um, in, in some sense, I mean, we we played and practiced a lot in the attic, which is kind of where we hid a lot of the time. It, it, it was somewhat, as I said, it's it a passion project, we often didn't play a huge amount of gigs, and it's kind of been intermittent because there's been um, different lineups over the time, and everyone's had different... Um, and things in their life pulling them in different directions. Lee's now living up in Wellington. He's got a young child as well. I was over in the UK for a couple of years. It's one of those things that um, it's always been simmering in the background. We've always got together to enjoy music together, and sometimes the live performance's been um, yeah, few and far between. Obviously, this album's taken five years from its recording to be released. So um, <laughs> the music energy musical energy's there, but um, when we finally get around to putting it out, then um, yeah, it's it's a little bit more intimate. But uh, it, it is. Um, We'll, we'll make it work, and even though Lee's living in a different part of the country, I think we're, we're still excited about the idea of touring this album at some stage. Hopefully it'll be getting
1: interesting. You mentioned the attic, and that was, I understand, um, the location for the bulk of the recording here, uh, and it is from some time ago. Um, when you were putting it together, when you were initially capturing these uh, recordings uh, was there a hope to be able to move a little bit quicker on getting it out or was it just let's just capture the moment and, and, and get it recorded for posterity?
0: Yeah, there was there was certainly a sense of um, capturing it for posterity's sake uh, because we, we spent a lot of time in that year um, uh, over most of the year doing jams, maybe two, three-hour jams a week for most of the year to get these things worked down. Uh, but we did expect to release it earlier. Um, I did... Um, head off the year after overseas. And there was one song, the last song, which is the, um, uh, also the name of the album, Ort, which wasn't finished. Uh, so that was kind of finished remotely between um, uh, between myself and Lee and Sandra, Sam the um, producer, doing the, um, the re-editing. So it really was just a hint of an idea. And we've actually spent kind of almost over two years working that into a song. So that, in a sense, stopped things moving. But then um, uh, Sandra actually, revisited the whole mixing process redid it again so um which certainly improved it so it's a good things take time mantra in a sense um but i feel like um it wasn't going to get any any better <laughs> from from this point so i think five years was long enough for it to let it mull
1: so who was uh, responsible for capturing sound recording mixing mastering and so forth
0: so it was Sam uh, Dribdawa, who, um, who played with Lee in a band called Thundercup years ago. Um, and he's also uh, recorded a number of other bands. Uh, another one that Josh and Zach Nichols were involved in, Violet O's, and also the Prophet Hens, which were out on Fish Rider. So um, he uh, went and uh, trained down in Chicago during the course down there. And so he's, he's got a brilliant ear and brilliant patience as well. So he's, he's done a, a, an exceptional job, at, um, patiently and expertly. Um, mixing it,
1: mastering it for us. So for now, it's a case of getting it out there, encouraging people to get their hands on it in whatever way they can, and we'll keep our fingers crossed, I guess, about the the, the prospect of seeing Space Spats attack and performance again. What platforms have you got this across?
0: Yeah, so we've got um, got it available on. Um on Bandcamp for purchase, I think it's $5 digital, but we've also got um, uh, a limited edition cassette tape that we're releasing, so it's the scene, and then we've got uh, available on streaming like platforms, so on Spotify, YouTube, and et cetera. So hopefully, if you if you keep an eye on our our socials as well, which is mainly through Facebook, um, we'll let you know if we're out on the road sometime soon, which we're uh, very much hoping to do, and then hopefully record again, and this time um, maybe not wait so long to get it out
1: good to talk with you Richard. Richard Lee Hamilton from Space Bats Attack uh, talking about the band's second album Orts and we're going to take a listen to another track now Richard. This is 90s, what can you tell us about this?
0: Sure thing, it's, it's probably the most conventionally structured of, of the album. Um, it's very much an ode to our, our a joint obsession with with 90s rock obviously but, um being born and growing up in that that um that decade so uh so there's a lot of influences there from 90s bands that we that we love and it's kind of the start off of the album kind of where we started in our musical energies and then it pushes out through the album to a bit more um eclectic and um more recent kind of influences
1: Fantastic let's take a listen can totally recommend it um, thanks so much for taking some time to join us here on the awesome morning show Richard and all the best uh, over the coming months with all of your musical projects obviously there is you know at the moment a little bit of a, a question mark over a lot of what you do as a, a creative person but hopefully it won't be too long before you can get out there and be back in front of audiences again
0: yeah fingers crossed and thanks so much for, uh, for having me on Jeff this
1: podcast was produced by
0: ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air